Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Happy Thanksgiving to our knuckle-headed friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's in a food coma, Lots guys? to be thankful for. Who's in a food coma? Ra- here's me raising my hand. I'm pretty much there. I'm quite stuffed. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, I uh, yeah. <laughs> I need, I need the smelling salts big time, guys. It's yeah. hitting me. It's hitting me. <laughs> we didn't do turkey. We you got like, the meat sweats. No, no. Well, I mean, partially, but no, we didn't. I'm not, I'm not a huge turkey guy at Thanksgiving or Christmas or any other one of those turkey, those holidays where you feel like you are mandated to eat turkey. Like I, I don't do it. And so, so we, uh, I made a big fat vat of really heavy meaty spaghetti sauce. Mm. And I, you know, I used, I used to be like a two, three helping guy when it came to pasta and it didn't, it had no effect, but now uh, it's, it's a little different. <laughs> I had a big fat pasta bowl and then I was like, yeah, you know, that was really good. I'm proud of myself. I made a good sauce today. And so I went in for a second and it's just, it's, it's getting, you know, it's getting on there. It's almost 10 o'clock at night as we get to this. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. It's, it's weighing me down. And I, st- I on top of that, I stacked a big piece of apple pie. Oh yeah, that's that's it. Oh, I'm I'm uh, stick a fork in me, guys. <laughs> I'm done, no. Jerry. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I made a chili. I made a chili today. Nice. Uh, and uh, for Thanksgiving tomorrow, uh, we're going the non-traditional, traditional Thanksgiving dinner so i'm doing chicken wings with nice uh uh sweet potato Mac fries no no sweet potato fries yes yes uh grilled corn yes on- <laughs> and a cr- cranberry and apple salad cranberry oh, apple yeah. salad I like seasonal that. all right so it's it's all the like other than the chicken not be like not being turkey like it's all like traditional thanksgiving things but with a little twist i like that yeah a little, done little, in, a little uh, food tv twist yeah pretty much pretty much so and today i made the the chili so uh, but i served them like in almost like burrito bowls type of uh type of dish oh did you eat the bowl no <laughs> no it wasn't no was it Tim Hortons? <laughs> was it Tim Hortons that had that really obnoxious? Oh, the pad? bread bowl! <laughs> and then I ate the bowl. Bro, <laughs> ate the bowl. Boo! Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, no, I didn't make the bowls. I used, you know, actual pottery. <laughs> As opposed to uh, yeah, making no, that's a tortilla. A, yeah, that's a zero on ten. Do not recommend eating the uh, the pottery. Yeah, no, that's not good. Uh, so that's it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I had apple crumble. My mom actually delivered an apple pie this morning. (laughs) You know, you know, like that, that's where I was at today. It was like, I shouldn't, I should not have this apple pie right now. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to, cause I paid for it. And who knows when I'm going to have another one of these. Like who the hell buys pie except for on a holiday. So I, I I bought a pie and damn it, I'm eating it. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Man, I uh, uh, so I'm doing a sober October, right? And I, I uh, added the 
um, you know, because I love things to be more difficult than they have to be. Of course. So I added I added on the um, the challenge of trying to cut sugar and booze, sugar and booze. Yeah. So I, I'm still I'm hanging on strong with the booze, but uh, yeah, I kind of crapped the bed with the sugar when I had the apple pie earlier. I had some of that crumble. <laughs> I, I feel like you should have one get out of jail free card when there's a yeah. when, when there's a holiday during that month. Like, come on. Yeah, Thanksgiving doesn't count for sure. But I smoked a little J and then I started like wanting to just drizzle maple syrup in my mouth. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's <laughs> today's a fail. Do you do you drizzle after that or do you just just crack open the can and just go and just pour it down? Yeah, it's pretty much squirting it down my gullet. Oh, oh, little more, little more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you're filling your car with motor oil. Just go, go, go down the hatch. You know, how, you know how stupid I am. I'm like, I took a fistful of peanuts and I start crunching up like that, like just crunching the peanut, and then oh, squirt of maple syrup in my mouth, like a glutton. <laughs> you're making a Nature Valley bar in your face. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, pretty much. Pretty oh, much. Man. So that I won't. I won't be asleep until probably one thirty, two in the morning. Well, that's exact. One thirty-two in the morning. Yeah, like not one thirty-three or one thirty-one. No, uh, what exact- no. I was gonna say I was gonna say one thirty-one, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like a boy band from the nineties. So my kids hate that joke. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> when I, they can't stand it. <laughs> oh man. Well, again, happy Thanksgiving Day to to all of our friends north of the border, and we'll just 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 happy day to the rest of you. Nobody else. Is, yes. Nobody else is celebrating Thanksgiving. Or is it just us? We're the only weirdos that do it in October. Yep, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. We may as well. Cool. <laughs> they should just uh, rename it Happy uh, Harvest Day. Just call it Harvest Day. Hey, speaking of weird things that I hope happen, mm. they're they're talking about really annihilating daylight savings time. Yep. Oh, please, God, do it. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes, dude. It seems odd. Get rid of it. I'm. I. I. I, It's so stupid. Do we really need to be doing this? But the problem is, do you keep the time that we have now or the one that falls back? I don't care. Just pick one. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Just they'll never pass the rule in time. They're gonna dither for like three or four years on it. I. I don't care. Just pick one. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I I hesitate because in, it, when when it falls back in the fall, um, you get a little bit of that extra sunlight at the beginning of the day. Uh, but um, when it springs forward, like, like it has to spring forward in a way because the sun comes in our bedrooms at three thirty in the morning. Otherwise. Right. Like at four thirty, it start it starts in the summer. It starts getting light out right yeah i guess depending on where your window's facing like i'm i'm lucky i'm on the opposite side of the house yeah the so side. am i but i'm i'm i i have been in the opposite yeah uh in the opposite orientation before and in the summer like yeah if it's 4 30 like the birds are already chirping and it's like the sun starts to slowly creep into the window so imagine it didn't spring forward that'd be 3 30 in the morning yeah, I don't like, I gotta say, I don't like it when birds wake me up at 4.30 in the morning. Because sometimes yeah. you like to sleep yeah, with the window really open, nice. right? And then they're, yeah. they're just chirping out there in the cedars. It's like, 
I want to get my Gatling gun out and just mow it down. <laughs> Overkill. Just get a shotgun. Woods hunting season. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that scene out of the predator where the, all the all the guys pick up their machine guns and they're shooting into the jungle trees are falling down leaves are being ripped well, it's, apart it's like the mandal with the e-web uh was it the e-web yeah well, the, sure. epi- the end the first the first episode there pretty it's much chapter one. Oh, what a moment oh yeah so i, I see you doing that <laughs> just to sh- you're tr- trimming the hedges <laughs> Never mind the guy's house on right on the other side of those hedges. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. Oh god. Well, speaking of Mando, speaking of Mando, season two is eighteen days away. Yeah, it's it's been a while. So sweet, eh? It's been a while since we've been able to say something like that that we're looking forward to new something on screen, Star Wars shaped. It's eighteen days away. We're we're under the three week mark. Man, oh man, I'm I'm getting excited. I don't I don't even need another trailer. I don't need anything. Just I need the I need the days to roll away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And it's and remember we're only waiting for the first episode. It's not like we're getting the whole season that we can binge. Like they're yeah. they're you know, they're they're tapping us with the, with yeah, the Star Wars Star Wars IV bag. Yeah, bring us Christmas, man. Slow drip. Well, they, they released a schedule this week. It was, well, I mean, it's not that it takes a rocket scientist to figure it out, but uh, October 30th is the first episode, and then every Friday for eight weeks. So the final episode is December 18th, so a week out from Ooh, Christmas. Nice. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that. That's that's going to be killer. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. always, like you said, man, it's, it's always so nice, man, to have, like, something to look forward to in Star Wars, man. It's so, it's been so rare, you know, and we know stuff's coming in the pipeline, but we don't know what or when. So, well, we do know it, what for a couple of at least three projects. We know what. Yeah, Obi Wan, Cassian, and also the, the, Bad, the Bad Batch. Batch. Yeah, yeah. But we just don't know when. That's the thing, you know. It's like, you know, I was thinking about this today too, man. Or no, the other night, like I was missing Rebels, man. I had seen some tweets on on Twitter, and I was like, oh man, I saw this Ezra montage, and I was like. Uh, like, and I'm missing like, I, I, and it's never gonna happen again for Star Wars. Frankly, I don't think so. Anyhow, it's possible, maybe I don't know. But TV, you know what I mean? Like, most Star Wars stuff is gonna probably most likely release directly on like uh, Disney Plus now. I would think. Anyhow, like they might have stuff on TV, but there was something really awesome about like you know Saturday Night Rebels is coming on like. If you're not there, you got to PVR it, but like, you know, it'd be something to look forward to, you know? And now it's like, well, we're releasing it at midnight on Friday. Like, you can watch it anytime you want. World of convenience, Corey. It's predictable. Yeah, it's it's safe. just different. You don't have to worry about your PVR. It's just, it's just there for you whenever you want it. You don't have to worry. Yeah, those days are over, man. But anyway, yeah. It's a brave awesome new world, Corey. Poohoo. Did you uh, guys end up watching SNL yesterday? I didn't watch the whole thing. I did Some watch. Yeah, I watched. Uh, watched right through Weekend Update. Bill was was great. He was great. His open. I loved. It was more fun. Honest to God. Watch like scrolling Twitter, the SNL hashtag on Twitter after his opening monologue. Because man, did he yeah. trigger a lot of people. And I. Oh loved, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was so great. 
<laughs> it was so great because they play right into his hands. Like his whole point is. Well, they, they're not listening to him. They're just hearing. They're they're hearing yeah. the inflammatory part, which he's he, he's obviously doing. Yeah. To set them off, but they're not hearing the rest of it, in which he lumps himself in as being just as dumb as the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's good. He knows what he's. I'm happy. I was able to watch the episode and. Um... Uh, thank God for the pirates over on YouTube. Just, he he was good. He I'm 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 really happy for him. He did he did a great job. The, his the first skit was was the, the mispronouncing oh. skit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. I love how they. Like, it gives you. I I don't know. It feels like I, I know Bill Burr. I say no in air quotes more than any other guests that they have on. So when you see the skits that they put on using that guy, like, you know that they're at some point during the week, they talk about uh, the, the stuff hopes, he's like, said on his podcast. Well, this, this, the, like, the type, let's, the, let's write characters that play in play to his strengths. So yeah. Bilber is hot tempered. He likes to yell a lot and scream at people. <laughs> Throws the glass. Let's let's, you know, let, yeah, you don't see, you don't see outbursts like that. Like actual smashing of glass, like it was, it was fantastic. I love that they just leaned right into Bill Burr, and it was just even better to watch all the triggered people. Yeah, I was like, oh, I felt a little. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, like. I don't like is, when people. His monologue was racy, man. No, it wasn't though. It really it was wasn't. F- a lot of people, like you could tell a lot of people in the crowd didn't know how to react. Like I was laughing my butt off, man. But, but. Yeah, I don't know. Some people were like, oh, it was a little, am I wrong? Like, was it a little cringy? If you have to ask if you're wrong, it's because you're wrong. I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> like, if you have, yeah, if you have to, you know, qualify your, your phrase with a question, then yeah. Then yeah, you, you have no, you have no leg to stand on to judge. Yeah, he's he was pretty fearless. Like it's he's got the, some of the material that, like we're saying, like it, it, people are so sensitive that they just get triggered over on the behalf of other people. Now it's like you, you don't have to. But that that's the whole point of the woke yeah. culture being being taken over. Like that's it's exactly like you're getting upset in the exact same way that he's telling you you've gotten upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I love when he's just like he's like he's like not. Come sit down next to me and get your talking to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. Like he's 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 sitting in the rest of the crowd with the rest of us, being idiots about this whole thing. Except he's he's got the nerve to get up there and say it. No, and, he has. And make it I funny. Think, yeah, he has, it's the self awareness, and it's that. I mean, I I I'm all I'm I'm all about that. Like just the fact of myself being self aware, knowing where you know, and. You know, I don't want to get too political, but like the narcissism of people to not understand that you're doing exactly what he just said and they don't realize it. I was reading some of these tweets and I'm like, oh, my God, you, 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 you just heard what you wanted to hear. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they took, they, they, they heard the trigger words. Yeah. And discarded the rest with the context, <laughs> like the actual structure of the joke they missed. And they only heard the inflammatory parts that where they felt like he was attacking somebody. Anywho. 
<laughs> plowing right along. Plowing right along. Mayfeld did a great job. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, has, have, did we do anything Star Wars related last week, Corey? Were you up to any, any Star Wars shenanigans? Just continuing watching, rewatching season one of The Mandalorian. That's pretty much it. It's been quite slow, to be honest. Just taking it easy. And like I said, I was just missing on Rebels pretty hard the other day. Like, uh, Well, if only there was a way you could watch any episode whenever you wanted. No, but now I'm like really starting to get like (laughs) antsy about like, where's Ezra? Like, drop us some clues, man. Or it's going to be years before we get around to that. Yeah, it's been. Sorry, well, it's only. It's only been we'll see. two. What? Two years? Two years since since we was it eighteen or seventeen since they the went finale? Up? Was that two thousand seventeen or eighteen? Eighteen, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So it's been two and oh, well, two two and three quarter years. That's not such a big deal. Come on, man. Get with. I it. know. What, what can I say? I, I really like that show. <laughs> uh, Carlos, anything uh, Star Wars related for you this week? Nothing Star Wars shaped uh, other than uh, my interest being piqued in getting the audio dramas for the for the new Star Wars. I think I want to be um, a voice actor. No, I think I want to be up to date with the High Republic. I don't want to wait for somebody else to break down a novel. Um. So I think I'm get, I'm just going to get the audio dramas and the 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 the, the audio books. The audio books. It's definitely a lot much quicker way to to digest them for sure. Uh, yeah, so some some people were saying like some of them are 5 hours long, some are 7, 8 hours. Others could be 16. Yeah, like the the yeah, some of them can go on 14, 16 hours. But for me 16 hours is like 3 days at work. Yeah, if you can knock out six hours a day in the truck, done. So I and I, yeah, I'm at that point now where it's like I want to be. Uh, we're gonna talk about this later about the High Republic, but like I, I kind of are I feel a little bit invested with how they. It's it's this the way they've done this is a lot different than anything else they've done. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of like that. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure their their business model was not to attract people like me. I think it was just more to just you know uh, satisfy the the people who the canon junkies. Um, but I guess they they cast a wide enough net for me to say, you know what? I, I don't even know how much these audio the the audio books cost, but not cheap. You know what? Like 25, 30 bucks or whatever it is. Keep going. Oh, yeah, really? Really? Yeah, yeah they, they can get up there. They can be 30, 40, 50 sometimes. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Uh, you buy them on Audible, right? So I have the Amazon thing, and uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, uh, what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, well, that's... Yeah, I mean, if you have a subscription, you get uh, two books a month, I think. Well, yeah, and th- that's more than enough, right? So... No, you're, I don't you're know. covered. You're covered for sure. Yeah, so... So I, I'm quite, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we got I'm lots not, of uh, High Republic talk coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not much for me either this week. Like, I, I thought I'd play more of my video games that I picked up last week, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, seriously. I mean, I played. I, I did play both a little bit, just not as much as I'd hoped. 
I'm you know I'm still watching uh, Watchmen. I I got back into Strike Back, which was a show I loved, and um, so I'm watching that, picking up I think at season five. Uh, so yeah, I mean I've just oh oh and watching uh, Barry with Bill Hader. It's 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 too funny. <laughs> Show's too funny. Um, and also we finished off the the boys season two this week. That was good, eh? Yeah, I didn't like season two as much as one. I thought it was like a, a significantly slower and and less sort of uh, I don't even know what the right word is. Just, there was just Intriguing. less. I thought it was le- just less going on in season two than season one. So the the finale was great. Um, what a great tease to to end it. But yeah, so that, that you know that that's kind of what I was up to last week. Um, and then for for new acquisitions, um, kind of a. Another sneaky, busy week. Anything for you, Corey, on your end? Well, you had kind of uh, alerted me to something on Amazon. It's called the, uh, I believe it's called what, the Credit Mando? The Credit Collection. Yeah, the one with the the concept art vintage style card back. uh, Another repaint of of figures that have already come out, but have that like carbonized, or I don't know if it's called carbonized, but definitely a different paint job. Than, than the regular ones. They're more, they, they cut closer to concept art. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. You know, it's Amazon. So did you order God it? Knows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I, I know I sent you the link and you're like, Oh, what's this? And uh, I don't, I wasn't sure if you went through with it. Yeah, I, I did that too. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't, I don't have high hopes after my last uh, bout with Amazon. You know, I had, a, I had a good run there for a bit, but, I have all the last stuff that I had ordered, Zeb, uh, the Mando, and Beskar armor, Oof, all kinds of other stuff, Akbar, nothing came through. Very disappointed. Well, if they, I mean, this is an exclusive, right? So you would think that they'd have more of a, a handle Control. on this. I don't know. We'll see. I, th- I feel like we both got in on time with this one. And you know what? If they cancel it, this is one of those pieces that if they cancel it, I'll I'll just say, yeah, you know what? You saved me 40 bucks. Fine. I've already gotten, what, three Mando figures? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going for a fourth already, but, you know, I, I needed a little bite of the apple there. I needed some of that credit collection stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm worried about that set. But no, other than that, I got, um, do you remember Sunspot and Maverick from Marvel? Jeez, that was a left turn right back into X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm almost that whole wave. I'm I'm almost got the whole wave now for it's a build a figure for strong guy, which could be pretty cool. And other than that, I've still been sometimes occasionally hitting up the uh, the Dollarama or the Dollar Store, you know, because I've found some really cool stuff, man. Like from Star Wars to Marvel, all kinds of neat stuff. DC and yeah, man, like I got a huge stack of like trade paperbacks in the past like maybe three months. It's pretty sweet, man. Every every time I go in there, there's always something new too. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I I I struck gold the first time when when you know I first came became aware that Star Wars books were hitting at four bucks a pop. I got lucky once and then never again. And I don't like every time I step into a dollar store, there's nothing there. And yeah, looks like it might be time to take another tour. See what's see what's on the shelves now. But yeah, for me. Kind of a slow week. Carlos, did you do anything? 
So for collecting, uh, <laughs> I I had a big Lego haul last week. I went to the store twice. I ordered something online. Uh, and uh, then Lego announced that they were doing double points day. Uh, not day, but from October 8th to the 20th. It's double points at the Lego store. So I grabbed all my loot bags and I went to the Lego store <laughs> and returned all the items and bought them all back so that I could redeem the double points, which you're allowed to do uh, as long as the, you know, the, the, the packages are not, are not open. Uh, so in that hall, we had, um, I talked about this, I think last week about the, the Mando and, uh, and baby Yoda, uh, brickheads. Um, I also got uh, Mario Brothers, um, uh, the Mario starter pack. So it's like uh, it's it's a it's a brand new theme uh, that came out uh, in August, and you actually get to build. Picture the the map of Super Mario Three. Okay, That's where you have cool. those. And so you you can connect the different like you have the starter pack you have Yoshi's hut you have a bunch of stuff so um, I was able to get the starter pack um, oh yeah sorry I was <laughs> gonna get the, the 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 starter pack it was it was sold out online so I went to the Lego store and I got uh, Bowser's castle which is is the the biggest the biggest set of that line. And uh, when I checked the next morning, it became a va- the, the starter pack with the only set that actually has Mario in it. They're not stupid. They know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up getting that online. And then the day that I went back to the Lego store to redeem the, uh, the points, I got the Razor Crest. Uh, so I, now I have the, the, the Razor Crest. I have an advent calendar, uh, the Star, Lego Star Wars advent calendar. Um, I got uh, the uh, Hedwig displayable owl from Harry Potter. Yep, uh, which is a gorgeous piece. And are you are, are you into Harry Potter? Not really. It's for my son. Uh, and it's a display piece, and you know he needs some he needs some stuff in his room still. So I think it was a great way to kill two birds with one stone. Uh, what else did I end up getting? Uh, oh, the uh, Batmobile, Lego Batmobile, the forty dollars one, not the uh, <laughs> not the UCS version. <laughs> I got yeah, I got something to say on that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. That thing is huge, uh, and they just came out with the Batwing also um, from eighty nine. Uh, that's it. So uh, so far, that's um, I don't know if I'm I might be forgetting something. But uh, as far as Lego Star Wars, that's all. That's all that I got. All right. Well, like I said, I've had a, a sneaky, busy week where um, it started off, like Corey said, with the the Mando from the credit collection, um, which was interesting because I, someone put the link in our collecting group, our Black Series Canada Facebook group. And it wasn't just the link to the product page. It was the link to go straight to your cart with the with the figure in your cart ready to order. Which is weird because if you if you did a search for the figure, you don't find it. So somebody out there is pretty industrious in unearthing the figure with uncommon terms, and then just sent out like a URL string that took it 
that adds the figure to your cart and right out to the to the checkout. So that was taken care of. Um, that's supposed to ship, I think, early November. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see how that shows up. I'm, I don't have a whole lot of hope that Amazon will de- deliver it in, in good shape, but we'll see. Uh, and IG-11 went up for pre-order on EB Games, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but I let that one slide. I'm just, like I said, I'm not going deep into this into this uh, this extension of the, the Black Series for figures that mostly I already have. So I'll let that go. But then late, late in the week, I nailed down a 332nd troop. And I've got to say, nice. it's an amazing figure. It really is. It's such a nice, with the orange mask that just pops, it's so cool. And I've got one also on pre-order from, from Walmart. And again, like Amazon, I don't trust them to ship it properly either. Uh, so I bought the one in hand just because I, it was mint condition there sitting on, on, on the peg. Got to have it. And I'll see what happens when that second one comes in, if if it comes. And then uh, taking a page out of uh, Tim's book, um, playing on playing around on Kijiji, found a guy selling some archive stuff. Anakin, actually, he had he was selling he was selling Anakin, Luke, Yoda, Maul, and Boba Fett, all basically at retail, just a hair over retail. So I jumped on three of them, and. I was super happy because it was, it was three that I wanted, right? And I was just like super happy. Anakin, I'd never had an Anakin. I saw him on the pegs at once upon a time, didn't pull the trigger. And now that figure is like on the secondary market is trending at like 60 bucks. It's crazy. Which this the arc, like black yeah. series archives? Yeah, yeah. Anakin, Maul, and Boba Fett. Like the three of them are, are kind of soaring up high. Boba, Boba Fett, not so much for, for a change, but Maul and Anakin for sure. And this guy was selling for a hair over retail. So I'm like, damn, I got, let's do it. So I, I snagged those and the guy says, okay, send me your, send me your shipping. And he, he sends me a couple quotes for shipping and then goes, oh, but uh, FedEx can do it for like 15 bucks. And I'm like, done. Well, just, yeah, here's, here's my dress. Do it. So the, the package shows up and I, I, I took my kid to uh, the Lego store yesterday. And just as I get back, there's a FedEx truck parked out front of my house. And I'm like, nice. Like this wasn't supposed to show up until Tuesday, or at least that's what the guy told me, but it's here now. And I showed up in the nick of time because (laughs) I don't know how it happened, but the guy's name, the shipper's name ended up on the, in the recipient's name. So instead of my name being there, it was his name, but my address. So my wife's like, no, no, right address, but nobody lives here with that name. Get this package out of here. And like he was about to leave the driver that is. And like, I just pulled in the driveway at that minute and I was like, Hey, what's up? And they're like, uh, you, do you know this guy? I'm like, yeah, I, that's my package. <laughs> so 15 more seconds. And that guy was gone with my box. Oh, but, <laughs> uh, I don't know how, I don't know what would have happened in that case. Cause that would have been, then it would have went back to sender and he would have said, what's up, man. I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So I would have probably had to pay for shipping twice. Which would have sucked, considering uh, the box got trashed, and two of the three oh. figures inside were mangled. So <laughs> the card backs for these figures that I really wanted just destroyed. Really? Yeah. But, so so let, let's be clear here: the the figures weren't mangled. The boxes yes, the yes, figures yeah, yeah. were in were mangled. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, 
Who cares about the Did toys? It's all about properly. the box. We're talking about toys. I care about the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> were they packaged properly? Uh, they were. I mean, they were wrapped in. Um, he didn't just toss them in a box and send them. Like they, they had some wrapping and some packing materials in the box. Uh, just like the way the box was crushed, it's like it was like a clean crush, like a hard edge. So I have to imagine it was stacked improperly or something heavy was dropped on it. It's just because <laughs> the both both figures and stop laughing, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the f- two figures are both like the cards are folded almost in the exact same place with the exact same level of creasing. And it was just so deflating. Ugh, I was I'm like 2020. It's got to it's got to take its taxes and its toll somewhere. Like you just can't. Yeah, it sucks. I thought I had a victory here. I thought I had a little victory that I snuck in here. 2020 said nope, nope. The only silver lining is that like the Anakin is the one I really wanted, and that's the one that survived. So that one at least is minty. So I'm happy about that. I'll take the victory. And the other two, I guess, uh, might be openers or something. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, just looking at that and assessing where kind of where we're at. I'm at my collection for now. Definitely nearing the end of the line. Once I get those pre-orders that come to me in the next, I don't know, hopefully before the end of the year. Aside from that, it's it's really the Ahsoka. And maybe the carbonized Mando at three and three quarter inch. And that, that's it, man. I'm just about done. And I'll, I'm sure I'll find other ways to uh, to get myself into trouble. You know, hard to see the future is, but. I yeah, hopefully. And I don't know what else they're going to announce, but based on what we know. Not a ton of stuff is screaming at me, so I'm hoping. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping once Ahsoka comes down, once my pre-orders come through, I can just put my feet up for a few months and just say I'm done. I can sit back. What about that Cad Bane? Yeah, for, yeah, Cad, yeah, sure. Cad Bane's on that list too. Ahsoka. DeLorean. No, I don't really. Care. I don't care. Really? Maybe I'll change my mind if I once I see it in person. But Maldalorian, the uh, the. Mandalorian commandos or the loyalists, whatever they're called. I can live without them. If they peg warm and they go on sale, maybe I'll pick them up. But otherwise, I, I can do without those for now. Um, and then, yeah, over to the Razor Crest, which is now at 10,400 backers. So they've passed their, their second unlock. And an exclusive carded Baby Yoda figure with the floating pram is now going to be part of the set, which is amazing. Um... I don't know what the next unlock is or where it is, what level or what will be included, but I'm really hoping that it's going to be some, uh, some uh, like those carbonite bounties. You know, he had like Ah, four or five of them kind of just hanging from the rack and inside the razor crest hull in the hold. I I hope that they just give us three or four or five of those. If they hit, I don't know, maybe 12 K is the next unlock. And there's a month for there's 28 days for it to get there or so. And that's how long I have to decide if I'm going to jump on this train. So, man, I'm just, everything's looking up. I've got the money to do it. I sold enough stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just waiting. Wait play. But you know what I did? All week long, playing the game with myself, <laughs> now that I have that money. Like, wow, oh, what else can I do with it? <laughs> hmm, there's the Razor Crest, and I really want that. But I really want a lot of things, you know? <laughs> I really want that Hot Toys Ahsoka that's coming. Maybe the Rex. Do I keep? Can I sell more stuff and do both of those Hot Toys? Uh, and then, but then, what evil rabbit hole does that lead me down? 
And so, Carlos, I was telling you, I was at the Lego store, and oh god, that '89 Batmobile, the UCS. Oh yeah. Oh, I took my breath away, man. I didn't even know that thing existed. Oh. Holy cow! Or maybe we spoke about it at one point, and I just forgot. But just seeing the box, holy cow! I was just drooling uncontrollably. It looks so good, huh? It's 60 centimeters long. It's two feet long. Yeah, it comes with the plaque too. It's ridiculous. It's, oh, it's my God. So I, I was playing the game with that. It's it's 300 bucks. So I was like, oh, man, if, if, with the money I've, I've, I've raised, I could get that and the UCS 10 to be four. Or, 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 you know, just down wait, this wait, rabbit the hole. UC, you, you mean the, the 10 to four that came out last year? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a UCS set. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. It still looks damn nice. No, no, it's great. It's thought... that's the only, the only reason I didn't get it because it didn't come with the plaque. Like that, I was so on board for that set, and they didn't uh, they didn't present it as a UCS. So I said, uh, it didn't have a plaque. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, the thing is, and I guess it's it's the same with any ship. Once you get to that sale that scale. Like, how much space is it going to take up? Yep. Like, like I, I dumped my first order TIE Fighter Black Series precisely because it's just too damn big. And now, like, granted, I love the, I like the Razor Crest way more than I like uh, a Black Series TIE Fighter. But, like, where am I going to put it? So, I, you know, I got to find place for that. It's, but it's a huge chunk of real estate. So, yeah, it's a, that's a good problem to have. And I've never had a chance to kick around... Uh, these kind of high-priced options before, and it, it's fun because, and I'm gonna have fun with it because this is probably the one and only chance I'll get to to have this sort of experience. Where, what sort of like high-ticket item do I want to jump on? Yeah, have you ever thought about some vintage comics? Ooh, that is oh a completely oh man, that is a, a deep dark dangerous. Hole. Oh yeah. Because like you you could drop six hundred and fifty bucks on one issue, barely put it. Like if I could find like a decent grade of Wolverine's first appearance, uh, Incredible Hulk one eighty one, I would really think about it. Like I would seriously think about just doing that. But then again, you know that's that's it's one one comic. Then what do you do with it, right? Put it up on your wall. I've already got a facsimile version of that up on my, on my wall. So I don't know, like it, that's another big game to play with yourself. <laughs> but yeah, vintage comics, I, I try not to fall down that hole, Corey, but uh, you may have just dug the hole a little deeper and maybe pushed me into it. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know how much longer these collecting updates are going to be uh, useful for anybody to listen to, but for now, they're, they're kind of been fun. So let's uh, let's go spend some time in the High Republic. Aside from the Mandalorian, this is the other high, like big ticket item for Star Wars going on right now. And last week, StarWars.com posted a crawl to preface the entire event. Uh, does anybody want to read the crawl? Uh, I could. Just give me a sec here. Let me yeah, pull it up. Me. Of course you don't, Corey. Nobody <laughs> thought you would. Well, why would I want to? Exactly. I read it All right. Enough. So how do I zoom this? Let's zoom it. 
All right, so Star Wars The High Republic. The galaxy is at peace, ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all that is good, the Republic is about to launch Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see. But just as magnificent just as a magnificent renaissance spreads throughout the Republic, so does a frightening new adversary. Now, the guardians of peace and justice must face a threat to themselves, the galaxy and the force itself. Not bad. Pretty good, man. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I learned how to read pretty good. You done did good, Carlos. I'm educated, educated. <laughs> Billy Bob, Billy Joe, Billy Boo. Done made us proud, son. <laughs> so, Corey, uh, tell us something of, of value here, of, of note. Why are you intrigued? Well, I like the, the, <laughs> one thing. I, I want to say something. I don't. I'm confused about man. Is the timeline like this? Is only 200 years prior to the saga, right? Yeah, it's kind of a bit odd to me. Like. I don't know. It, it it is a bit odd, like the, the way it's this grand era. Like I feel like something bad is gonna happen because, like, when you get to well, we already well, know something he, bad happens. Yeah, but that's like, what, what are you talking about? Are you talking about the prequels? No, we we already know the the inciting incident for this High Republic. Like something very bad is about to happen, and we know what that is. Corey's not been paying attention, everybody. Well, I guess not. <laughs> but anyway, I, I like that they're explore, starting to explore the outer rim and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if it's part of the unknown regions or close to it, but I think it's a cool kind of principle, like the the project at the Starlight Beacon or whatever. I think that's a cool endeavor. It's kind of a way to expand the universe a bit. A bit but again, I feel like this whole 200-year time span thing is... It kind of muddies the water a bit, waters a bit. I feel like this High Republic thing could have worked just as well, like, you know, 900 years ago when Yoda wasn't around. Or the story, anyhow, you know? That's the same cold take it gave us months ago, Corey. Come on, evolve. It could, <laughs> it could play into, you know, the whole saga as a whole, you know, with like Plagueis and all that stuff and Bane. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but Bane is like thousands of years ago, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's Bane is is way before. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot there, but I I don't know why Yo they have to. I feel like Yoda's going to be a crutch in this thing, and it's kind of just odd to me that you know we don't know anything about this era already. Like if some this big thing's about to happen, you know. But we've also kind of said that, you know, if they are in the far reaches of space, maybe it will be contained to that area as well so that it doesn't necessarily spread back to the center of the galaxy. Yeah, who knows? I mean, the details are still pretty, pretty wrapped up, obviously. But uh, Carlos, what uh, what stood out to you on this in this crawl, which is a, I, I'm glad they did something like this, just sort of to it's not connected to any particular book. For a minute, mm-hmm. I thought this was the crawl out of. Uh, Light of the Jedi from Charles Soule, but it's not. This is just sort of like a overarching crawl. 
attached to the project. So what about this? I mean, you're you're in into this High Republic now. So what what about this? Like stood out to you? Well, I like it. I like the fact that they're pretty much giving. Um, how can I say it? Like they're giving like a synopsis for the timeline. I think more than anything else. Right, like it's so they're telling us the galaxy's at peace. Uh, it's ruled by the Republic, and that they're sending out this like space station thing uh, beyond the outer rim. And uh, they kind of lead into the fact that, like, kind of like what Snoke says, you know, about darkness rising and the light to meet it. Well, this seems like it's the lighting, the light rising, and the darkness to meet it. It's kind of like, yeah, they seem you know, all high and mighty, like, yeah, like the the peak, the pendulum. Yeah, exactly, and it's so it's it swings that way, and. Uh, what well, kind of like, you know, the Phantom Menace is pretty much the same thing. I mean, the, the Jedi are there, the, the Republic's there. It's like everything seems to be rolling along and, and Sidious rises to kind of, you know, throw a wrench into that plan. So this is what I, what I first felt when I read this was like, are they like teasing us Plagueis? Like I, that's that's what the first feeling I got after uh, reading reading the, the the crawl for the for, for the whole series here. I I like that they're hinting at you know not the Nile themselves, but something probably you know controlling them or you know something that's going to stem from their fight. Which is interesting. I don't know. I, I'm just uh, super, super intrigued. Yeah, like one of the things like, I, what do you, I what do you? Oh, I just, I just want to ask you guys both. Like, what do you think the chances are that something like this is going to be brought to a media that's more visual, like a movie or a television show, as opposed to a comic or a book? I don't. It's I all don't books so. right now. It's it's all books right now, and and. They're definitely going to do comics. Yeah, we've seen we've we've seen art now from Kevin Scott's comic, which looks yeah. Oh, the art looks great. I don't know. Charles Soule did an interview last last week or the week before, and he just said like this is a, a multi year initiative that he plans to be a part of the whole for the whole time. It, it feels like whatever they're doing is is confined to print. And I I don't know. Maybe the plans change. Maybe if it's wildly successful, that they could feed some of it into a animated series or something. But I feel like this is going to be contained to novels and comics at this time. I, I feel like that's the plan at this time. If it's, like I said, if it's wildly successful, maybe they, they double down and go, go bigger with it. Uh, but like one, one of the things I, I liked, like, so the Republic, they, they, they say that it's, it's in this, in a Renaissance, which means that, at some point, there had to have been a dark age before it. Yeah. Well, between the old Republic and the new Republic, right? So usually that's how yeah. things are cyclical, I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Yoda kind of, or was it Obi-Wan? This, one of them spells it out where there's like, there's been a thousand years of peace kind of, you know what I mean? So what was there before that? 
Well, Obi-Wan talked about a thousand generations. Yeah, a thousand, a thousand generations of Jedi. But he didn't really one, say one of says of peace. He just said that they were keepers of peace in the galaxy. There's there's something in Star Wars where there's there's supposed to be like a thousand years of like we haven't heard from the Sith until well, yeah, Kiadi yeah, Mundi in the Phantom Menace. He says the Sith had been extinct for a, for a millennia. A millennia. So and you know so their defeat or their their believed defeat was roughly eight hundred years before the High Republic. And so it does that does that defeat in air quotes because obviously they weren't defeated. Was that sort of the start of the Renaissance that carries through? Because I mean we were talking about a big galaxy, right? That you know our, even the Renaissance in our world. When did that? When did our Renaissance start? What fourteen something? Pretty much. And then ended in sixteen something. Uh, that's tough to say. But um, now the Renaissance started. Uh, yeah, I think it was like the end of the thirteenth, beginning of fourteenth, uh, beginning of the fifteenth century. But that was after the Dark Ages, right after Rome fell. So this is pretty much European history, because in the Middle East and uh, in the Far East there was far more develop uh, developing happening uh, during that time. Yeah, just a quick Google thing here. So even in our world, generally described as taking place from the 14th century to the 17th century. So yeah. 1300 to 16 something. Yeah. So I think that's even that in our world, the Renaissance was hundreds of years. So it wouldn't, you know, if a, star, a Renaissance in the Star Wars galaxy lasted 800 years that shouldn't surprise anybody. And well, the, th- that's the thing. Like when you when you just said a couple seconds ago, like a thousand generations of Jedi Knights, it makes me feel like the the galaxy is a lot older. But this whole Renaissance thing kind of makes me feel like uh, space quests, and you know, there's they're still not so much in their infancy, but they're still spreading their wings in that regard. And I get that the galaxy is a big place. But Star Wars doesn't let you know that ever. Like, it's all s- speed of plot, right? Well, like, well look, and, it, sorry, see, I was just going to say. Take Star like, Trek, for, for example. You know, like Star Trek, like, you, they can't even travel again across the entire galaxy. You know, like, Jane White did it for, like, 20 or 30 years, supposedly. But, like, in, in well, Star Wars, that, that's just, the difference you, between there. That's science fiction versus fantasy. Like, you just yeah. go where you need to go. No, that's it. Yeah, but Wait. but but, granted, I, I see I see your point, Corey. But it's not like the whole galaxy is discovered uh, when BBH shows up with the map to Luke Skywalker that's missing a piece. Like these people have no idea where this thing is. So, yeah, okay, there's a Renaissance and like they're they're spreading their wings, but they still haven't spread their wings yet throughout the whole galaxy like the galaxy is huge and and just the the bb8 and r2d2 map kind of kind of shows that like they, they don't know like without a beacon they have no idea they're flying blind so yeah, but it's just two year hundred years prior as opposed to well it's, it's, i think what's what the deal is is that up until this point the star wars galaxy consisted of the core and the mid rim and it could, because we've heard in other materials that the High Republic is going to be the Republic, the, 
the Republic, the Galactic Republic, reaching out to Outer Rim territories. So it seems like before that, either, uh, you know, because they're, they're in this novel, this, this project, we're going to be looking at um, you know, exploring hyperspace lanes and finding all these worlds out there. Before that, it sounds like, you know, for those most of, of that time frame that Obi-Wan was talking about, those thousand generations, the majority of that was confined in, into the core and the mid-rim. So, yeah. so that's what this uh, Starlight Beacon is all about, putting a space station out there that, hey, the Republic's coming. It's here. Like, they've, they have found us, and we're going to be roped into this great sprawling republic and we'll be will be prosperous from now on and that's that's sort of the inciting incident is is a ship taking people out to one of these outer rim worlds to resettle a planet to start a new life and then i think it's more like a more like a a docking station like to to be a base uh yeah like a space nine kind of deal pretty much yeah yeah so yeah i mean that, that i mean that in itself is a cool idea and then the thing that really well, anyway, just just to finish my thought on the the, the Renaissance part, like I I'm I'm kind of curious as to where that Dark Age is. So you know, if if they if Kiedi Mundi's if the, if the Renaissance in Star Wars started after the believed fall of the Sith, you know, then yeah, you've got like 800 years of of Renaissance. But yeah, I'm I'm curious. No, it would start with rebuilding, no? Like I would think after the Sith, there's a Sith War. The, the galaxy's probably been pretty ravaged, and a lot of information and stuff has been lost. I, like that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in. Star Wars, it's like explain that to me. Okay, okay, there was this war at this time, and that and all this stuff happened. That like everything seems so uh, like I get that it's kind of hard to keep a galactic historical record, probably as well, and it's early onset, and especially like these wars didn't really help, right? But. Uh, I guess the Jedi are the best with the holocrons are the best uh, chance people have at like getting any kind of information. But anyway, do you think Leia cringes when she looks at a map and Alderaan is still on it? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Sorry. Too soon. Well, no, there was a great moment in, in the comic book somewhere around issue 25 or so where she and Luke were stranded on a planet and they were just kind of like, looking up into the night sky and she could see Alderaan. Although it had already been destroyed, it was, it's a weird sort of like, Hey, that the science of that doesn't quite hold up. Does it? Whatever. It, it, again, fantasy. Who cares? It does probably. Yeah, maybe it does. Of course it does. Is there star planets are light years away? What is it? Right after Yavin, the comic. Some, yeah. In that empire, a new hope sort of time frame, but her and Luke are looking up at the sky and she's like, Oh, there that's Alderaan. The light, the light from of Alderaan's destruction hasn't, hadn't reached that planet yet, which is weird because they had like, well, if they, if they, that's what I'm saying. It had to happen like right after Yavin and maybe they traveled two light years away or a light year away. Exactly. As soon as you're a light year away, it takes a year for that next planetary system to be able to visual see that explosion visually but this is where the science falls apart when when he when yeah when han solo says she's the fastest ship around and she does what 0.5 past light speed something like like that whatever that means yeah (laughs) 
Well, 0.5 would mean 1.5 times the speed of light. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's all fuzzy, and I, it, it's kind of meant to be in a way. Yeah, there's there's no unraveling it. There's no making sense of it. But it, it was one. It was it was a poignant moment where Leia's just looking at her planet, which is technically gone, but there's the light from it. Um. Anyway, back to the crawl. So now the Guardians of Peace must face a threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself. And that, like Dave Hackerson in a group, like pointed that out. Like that's he, that, man. that's a big closing statement. And I assume it alludes to the Nile. That like. I know, you know, one thing that kind of gets lost in all this, it's like we keep going back to the Nile, but I think, and I'm pretty sure this is official, that they're just one of like three enemies or three, mm-hmm. one, one of three factions of enemies that will surface in this project. So we keep going, of course, we keep going to the Nile because they're, they're the name that we've been given. But anyway, exactly. they, they're, they're marauders and anarchists, and I haven't seen anything to suggest they're force users. So, like, I, I wonder... other other than the fact that they're kind of closely named to Darth Nihilus, yeah. Like, so I, I wonder what the crawl means when they say that there's a threat to the Force itself, and I yeah, I, I'm too dumb to figure out what that means. Yeah, my, my my guess was the the pendulum thing. You know, darkness rises. This time, it's like light is rising too far, and they need to be yeah, taken down it. a notch. But like the the force itself, I mean, the force can still exist and be shrouded in darkness, but it's still there. Like this sounds like the force itself is in danger. And man, that's pretty wild. That sounds like really wild stuff to me, and I, I and I don't know what it, what it means. <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you're saying. The way it's written, it's like uh, the galaxy's at risk, they're at risk, and the force is at risk. Like, are, are the That's, bad guys yeah, that means out there to try to take, gotta be take out the force of... itself? Like, the Jedi have this advantage over us. We can't have this. Let's let's destroy the force. Like, is, can they, is that even a topic that can be broached at all in Star Wars? I don't know. What if there was, like, an injection, like, in X3 where, like, the, the, they, they inject the mutants with this with the, this thing and now they lose their powers so it's the same with the jedi like it it kind of disrupts the midi chlorians yeah cause it, way back a couple months ago when, when nathan and i did that episode about you know does does a, a the bad guy faction always need a super weapon and yeah. i i was saying like what about biological warfare we haven't done that in star wars so like you like put those two ideas to, together carlos and what if the Nile do have this thing that sort of blocks the Jedi off from the Force? That 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 is a that's a Legends idea. That was something that uh, I forget the name of those like little lizards that uh, they. Oh yeah, and the Trusa and Bakura. No, no, they were just, well. Maybe they're in that. I don't know. I think they came along later. But they 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 were these little lizards that, and they had like, they emanated this force canceling field about them so when when they were in presence of jedi like suddenly they're just people cool well it's like the jedi mind trick not working on on everyone right yeah yeah so i mean it's interesting i people kind of some like i was one of those people that sort of said like i think yazala miri i think is what their name was i'm gonna try and google it again google's coming in handy 
Zach and Mary? What? You, Zach, you, you, no, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see I could see something more like these people maybe trying to destroy the galaxy as well. Why? That could destroy S-A, the force in a way. Why S A L A M I R? Sure. <laughs> anyway, they, they were furry, lizard-like tree dwellers about 50 centimeters in length, native to the planet Merkur, uh, most known for their ability to repair, uh, repel the force by creating a force-neutral bubble. This ability evolved in response to predation by the force-sensitive Vornskurs. Interesting. So they're, se- they're setting up like it working biologically. So I wonder if this is one of those things that yeah. they're pulling in from from legends. Well, it's gonna be more. It's gonna be more cataclysmic than that. Like for the whole force to be in danger, like it's gotta be. It's no, gonna be I, more I, at I stake. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it starts that way. I think it's it it, it becomes one of these. Uh, not again. Uh, what else can happen? type of thing. I think it's going to be like a pylon uh, effect that eventually puts too much pressure on the Republic itself. Uh, and, and that becomes the threat, you know, like if, if the thing, the thing about like bombing Pearl Harbor is that you, you mobilize a whole country now to fight you that was not fighting you. So if there's this huge thing that happens in the galaxy and 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 allows everybody to get behind the cause then they're able to fight it properly the key is to sow a, a little bit of of skirmishes here and there where you involve certain people uh, without having the whole republic uh, come to you so so you're pretty much uh using the whole um the enemy of my enemy is my friend thing to cause uh, a whole disruption in the background. And you hope that that's a slow boil, um, you know, frog in a pot type of thing where uh, by the time the Republic realizes that they're in danger, it's kind of almost too late. Yeah. And also I think there's, I don't know if, if the way it's written sort of alludes to anything differently, but I feel like there's more than one thing in play here. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think it's I one event. I see the force at play here, man. Well, for sure. I mean, it's it, the, the, you know, the book's called the light of the Jedi. There's like every book is, is focused on the Jedi. So the force is going to play huge into this, but I feel like there's going to be forces at play that push all the buttons. So like the, the inciting incident here is, is about a, 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 a freighter, <clears throat> like a big, huge ship traveling through hyperspace that gets smashed into at light speed by some other object and spl- the, the fragments of the ship go fly. Corey, I, I can't believe you don't know this. Fragments of the ship go flying across the galaxy at light speed and it causes like mass devastation. And so, you know, that's that's the big thing that kicks off the book and the the series. But that's just one thing. And from there, I think, you know, it's there's a snowball effect, a knock on effect 
that ropes the Republican and the Jedi and gets them probably working together and forcing both groups to unknowingly make decisions that will eventually lead to their downfall that we see in the prequels. I think that's kind of where it's going. Hmm. And maybe so it's, it's not about them being awesome. Well, it, 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 it can be all of those things. Many words will be written, Corey. <laughs> Many <laughs> words will be written. <laughs> Any pictures? Only in the comics. And that's another thing. Oh my god! Like so we, we were talking about the the first issue of Kevin Scott's comic, which looks great. But like in a year from now, like Marvel Star Wars is going to have its hooks into me and many people listening for at least four ongoing books. So the main run, Darth Vader, I assume that's still going to be going. <clears throat> um, Higher Public, The Mandalorian will be coming around. I assume that will be will be an ongoing and not just like a four or five issue miniseries. And Afra. That's five ongoings. Not to mention the miniseries, the one shots. Oh my god! And then like the regular Marvel and DC stuff. Holy cow! I'm getting another food coma here. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Man, all right. Well, I'm 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 still super excited for this High Republic stuff. I'm lo- I'm looking to plow through my backlog of books in the next couple of months before before Light of the Jedi comes. Because I want to jump into that. Like, the day it comes out, I want to drive down to the bookstore. I want to p- pick it up. And uh, I want to read it as I drive home. Like, I want to get right into it. I'm with you, man. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. I'm intrigued. Like, do, Carlos, do they have sort of um audition period with you? Like, are you going to give Charles Soule's book a go? And if you're not into it, that's it. Or are you going to tr- pick and choose different projects from, from this sort of initiative? Well, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, committed to getting the first one. Um, and we'll see how that experience, how that flies with me. So I'm, I'm not going to say, Oh, I'm going to get only, uh, uh, you know, the the big novels and I'm going to leave out the young adult novels or or the comics like uh, comics I'm, I might skip, but like the, the, the novels there, I'm going to start with the first one. It's Light of the Jedi, correct? Yeah, and you can't and go wrong with Charles Soule. No, definitely not. Uh, I have his, the, the Vader run right here. I'm looking at it. It's gorgeous. Um yeah, so I'm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that uh, how that flies. Like, I don't want. See, this is the thing. I don't have room for books. I, I don't even have room for the light that I have. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like, uh, I got rid of a ton of books in the last year. Um, you know, some of it, you know, was hard to let go of. And I don't want to start collecting Star Wars, but because as soon as there's the Star Wars label on it, there's like, there's that urge to want to like complete. Mm-hmm. And no, so that uh, that's why I want to get the the Audible and uh, maybe I'll get the Kindle versions of these books if I feel like reading is a better option for me. 
Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the audio. It's a good place to start. Cause like, it's whatever it is, eight to eight to 16 hours. And if you don't like it, it's, you lost a couple of days and you know, it's not for you. Whereas if you read a book, who knows how much time it takes you to read it. Right. And then, yeah, I'm not a speed reader. Like it, it would probably take me a week to finish. Uh, like, um, I do have this, this thing where I, I need to know what's next and it's like, okay, one more chapter, one more chapter type of thing. A little more. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Extremist. So, um, yeah, um, I'm not, uh, I, I think that the audio is a great option for me because I already have my earbuds in my ear all day and you could always go back if you didn't understand something like it's not like it's a one it's not like you're renting a movie online and you only have 48 hours yeah like you can you can always go back and 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 re-listen which um might be an interesting thing it might change my pace too you know as opposed to uh listening to uh (laughs) (laughs) comedians on podcasts (laughs) i censored myself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah the only trouble i had with audiobooks because i tried them for i gave them a good a good run is that like when i was listening to them when i was at work and if i if i was at all concentrating on my work i wasn't listening to the book it's not it's, it was it's totally different than a casual podcast or listening to music it's 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 all stuff that you just it's not background noise but yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it once, man. And you pretty much want to just what I figured. Well, not what I figured, but what had boiled down to me for me is that I, I pretty much had just had to sit down if I really wanted to absorb everything and enjoy it and visualize. Like sit down and just lie down and listen to it instead of like reading it or read along at the same time. Yeah, like I, I, had to, I had to stop listening to audiobooks at work because it was I wasn't absorbing anything. I, I realized, OK, we'd get introduced to the, to the next chapter. And I'd be like, wait. What just happened? <laughs> I'd have to back up another chapter and listen to it again. I was like, I'm wasting my time with this. So I guess do each of their own, whatever, whatever works for you or however, whatever your listening style is. But yeah, bring on the High Republic. It's, it's already been pushed once. We should have got it what, almost two months ago now. And now we got to wait uh, three more months, two and a half more months before this stuff actually starts getting out. Hopefully. All right, sticking with the, the High Republic, a couple weeks ago, we got a, a look at the lightsaber of one Jedi Master Stellan Geos. Jedi Master, yeah, Stellan Geos. And so it's it's a very unique looking saber this guy's got. Uh, I'll read what is in the book. Uh, so that soon there's a book coming out all about the lightsabers of Star Wars, and they snuck in a spread about this guy, Stellan Geos. Uh, During the time of the High Republic, Jedi Master Stellan Geos ascended through the ranks of the Jedi Order as the Padawan of Jedi Master Rana Kant. As a young Padawan learner, he developed a strong connection with fellow Jedi Avar Chris and Elzar Mann, though they were were apprenticed to different masters. Geos is regularly the voice of reason amongst the three focused on upholding the Jedi tradition. 
Geos' lightsaber is an elegant weapon with a crossguard and a longer hilt that allows him to easily wield it with two hands like a broadsword. The crossguard's quillions point forward when the saber is not in use, and the weapon rests in a holster that leaves the saber easily accessible. The hilt features striking black, gold, and silver details. When the saber ignites, the the crossguard blades push the quillions outward, forming caps to the blades and creating a secondary guard. So we've all, I'm sure everybody has seen this lightsaber by now. What do we make of this thing? Before we get sort of into the uh, any insights we might have to the character, how do we feel about the design, Carlos? What do you think? Uh, I like that it's a two-handed hilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's cool. I think the 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 cross blade and and the the. Um, how how it comes out when, when you turn it on, I I don't like it. It kind of feels a little fl- looks a little flimsy to me. I don't know how that would actually uh, be something that um, obviously it's all fake, right? But like, I, it doesn't seem as realistic to me as let's say Kylo's, where the blade uh, the, the the hilt itself actually has those parts that are static. Like, I don't like that these things kind of move in and out. Uh, but I love the colors. It has a, v- a very Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon-esque kind of feel to the to the hilt. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so I really, I really like that. Um, and this uh, this character, to me, we're not... We're, are we jumping in on that? Or are you just talking about the lightsaber right now? Yeah, just talking about the aesthetic of it first. Like, yeah, I no, I... I yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the the cross blade, like I, I don't the cross guard type of thing. It looks a little chintzy to me, but like the description says, it's more of an elegant weapon, right? So I get it, just not my style. I I feel like I'm drafting in behind you. Like I'm I'm a bit of a shrug overall. Like I'm not a super huge fan of this design, and like. I wasn't an, a big fan of Kylo's saber when we first saw it in that in that teaser from from TFA. Yeah. And I, but I liked it more after we learned the reason why it was that way. That it was a cracked crystal and it needed to vent. Like, like that to me reflected some of Kylo's characteristics. Yeah, exactly. It's brute, right? Definitely yeah. not refined. Yeah. Fragmented personality, a broken. You know, there's a broken heart at the center of this thing, just like the character. And I thought that was clever, like a good storytelling tool. And then, but then that design moved into Rebels, and I rolled my eyes a bit. And I'm like, and here it is again, another variation of it. And it's it's those Quillians, like those like you were talking about those those gold Quillians that open and shut depending on if the saber's on. Like it's it's this gadget factor. Yeah. That I. I just, I don't think is necessary. Like it's, ugh, I just don't care for it. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like it's, it's not nearly as bad as the Inquisitor's spinning helicopter thing. <laughs> like that was awful. Um, yeah. But for me, they keep like, just, just my personal opinion. They keep kind of diluting what makes a lightsaber cool. Like Kenobi called them an elegant weapon. And that's, to me, it's not just about the look, like a simp, the simple look of the single blade it's it's like also the the like the mastery that you would need to wield it 
Like if everybody had just like the sing the simple single blade, you, you have to be like a real serious master. Like we see in the samurai movies, three moves, boom, over. And that we see play out again in Twin Sons. Like that's kind of what makes it an elegant weapon to me. And then, but slowly they've introduced like these variations, like double sided and spinning and cross guards. It's kind of like chipping away, like at, at the whole integrity of the lightsaber thing to me. And as for the design, it's it's kind of ornate, and I, for the most part, I dig the dig the hilt. Like 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 you, Carlos. I think the, the length of it is cool, so he can hold it like a broadsword. And it's 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 a little bit like uh, Cal Kestis's saber in, in Fallen Order. It's it's significantly longer than your typical hilt. But like I I would have pegged this design as somebody as as a design belonging to somebody in the prequel era. Like it's ornate and the Jedi were these fat cats in their in their gilded tower. Like they were so full of themselves and blind to what's coming. Uh, so they you know they would have spent a lot of time on frivolous things like how cool their saber looks. And it, that's the thing, man. That's where I disagree with you. Like even the prequel era, like yeah there's some cool ones. And then you look at like Luke's or look at Anakin's, like the one that Ray has. The thing is so not ergo friendly. Oh no, you ever ergonomic your disaster. Hand, like, ergonomic disaster. Yeah, like, so this at least looks like it's more wieldable. You know what I mean? Like it looks like the hilt is actually grippable, and you know there's not buttons and stuff all over the place, and battery packs and switches. Yeah, the hilt I'm is just cool. gonna get in the way of your grip. The hilt is fine. I've I, I hate the stupid red button. I really don't like the red button. I think Qui-Gon had one too. And Obi-Wan in Phantom Menace. I, I don't like the red button. Move that get rid of it. Yeah. It, it yeah. clashes. Uh, the Jedi, what about, Jedi uh, Jesus there definitely fancies himself an elegant weapon, that's for sure. And I don't know if it's hubris or is it is actual tradition. You know what I mean? Like this thing does seem special and like super ornate, like gold and stuff they mentioned. Like, is that something a Jedi really craves? Is that really tradition? Or is this the beginning of the onset at the end uh, with their hubris and stuff? You know what I mean? Like that could be part of it, and that's that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping to learn. I, or, I think it's got to be that. Like, does a Jedi really crave like a gold lightsaber? Like gold inlay on a lightsaber? I mean, you look at the, the, some of the prequel sabers, and yeah, they they do have gold on them. Like, I think I think Mace Windu's. Mace Windu. Yeah, he's yeah. got gold on his. I think Palpatine's did as well. But either way, I think there's a huge difference in those sabers and the way they're designed. Maybe so much, not so much in the dark side, like Asajj Ventress, like her sabers are pretty amazing. Oh, I love hers. Yeah. But like all of them, they seem so clunky compared to this. Again, this is something that I would expect to see, like you said, when you saw it on Rebels, Kyle, and that thing on Malachor, where I feel like this kind of stuff, again, like that drives me crazy. This is... Like 3,000 years prior, there was this huge uh, battle here and like there was such a, a huge explosion or whatever that basically turned everybody to stone or glass, you know? Like those are the kind of things and I expect more to see those kind of sabers in. Not, you know, you, I, you like you said, if it's just 200 years prior, why not see these kind of style sabers back in the prequel era? It's really in galactic terms to me. When you have like a, a government and a high republic and all that crap, like it's not that long a time in history comparatively to us as a yeah, species. No, on I, Earth I get what you mean. It's it's a blink of an mind. eye. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not. 
I'm not super enthused. I mean, I, again, it's 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 about it's a book, so we don't have to go super deep into or or invest a tremendous amount into the visual aspect of this guy's saber. But like, well, I I, I like that the description of the character uh, clashes with my preconceived notions of what the saber might say about this guy. Like, yeah, that you're right. Like to me, this is the. It, I look at that and I'm like, whoa! Like I, when I first saw it, I'm like, that's this guy's a hot dog. Like he's the. This is the Alex Ovechkin of, of Jedi. Like you guys will get that joke. Hockey fans won't, or non-hockey <laughs> fans won't get that joke, but or reference. But I fear I feel like this that lightsaber with that guy. Well, this guy must be like a, a preening peacock. And the description makes him sound like anything but like he's steeped in Jedi tradition. Uh, he's, he's all about the book. So I don't know. I, I, I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I'm happy in a way that my notion is being directly stomped on <laughs> by what's in the text here. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, um, when, when I first saw the, the image, um, <laughs> like Corey, like <laughs> Jedi Jesus, like <laughs> uh, that's that's what it looked like to me. And um, obviously, the lightsaber kind of, you know, portrays. I don't know if it takes the characteristic of of the Jedi itself. Like obviously, they designed it themselves, right? So there has to be a little bit of like ego and id uh involved in the construction of your lightsaber like if you look at anakin's second lightsaber compared to his first one it's a lot chunkier right yeah you never really Um, get a good look at his first one well i noticed that it it is a little bit chunkier but part of me is like maybe it's easier for his robot hand to grip it you know with those ridges yeah, maybe on, on the handle. So I, th- that's like my head cannon for 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 it being a little chunkier uh, on the on the handle, uh, because now he lost his he lost his arm um, in Attack of the Clones. So maybe there's the, the, the practicality for for him specifically, which is which is cool. If you could like, uh, but they're all kind of similar. In what sense similar? You mean like that chunky, like the ridges yeah. thing? Yeah. The 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 best saber that I've like, because I have I think like at least three or four sabers, like toy sabers for, for my son there. But the one that holds the best in the hand to date, in my opinion, is Kanan's. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually enough room for your hand, you know, to grip something without something else getting in the way. I would say Kylo's. Yeah, Kylo's yeah, Kylo. is there too. But there's a lot of like stuff on Kylo's as well. Not really. It's wires and well, Kanan still has like a rectangle, rectangular protrusion sticking out of it. Kylo's it is does, mostly just room. smooth, but at least like, like I don't know. Mace like windows. Mace windows was the smoothest one. Uh, the kind smoothest of like a cigar, one was cigar case. Yeah, Ooh. Palpatine's was too. Yeah, Palpatine. Underwood. Yeah, yeah. No, they were very similar, but. Um, for me, the one that I like, I like the most is uh, is Obi Wan's, and then Luke's green uh, from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, like there's very utilitarian look to the OT ones. 
It's like yeah. they, didn't, they didn't care at all about ergonomics. They're just going to slap on all these greeblies. And if it's, yeah, if exactly. it's awkward to hold, who cares? It's, it's, look, look what this thing is. It's a lightsaber, goddammit. This thing is cool as hell. But yeah, backing up into the prequels, they, they, they gussied them up quite a bit. And now they're back. Everything up was more ornate, and, oof, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything was more ornate. Way more ornate. Well, and then this. Definitely going to see a different v- variety. There was only really the one in the original trilogy or the two or the three. Okay. Three. <laughs> but still. Well, Vader's Vader's and Anakin's are almost identical. They're, Pretty much. They're like shape wise. The overall shape is virtually the same. And then Obi-Wan's. And Luke's green are virtually the same with some differences, but still like all of them are pretty clunky. And then the prequels really did away with that. And and I think that it made sense, but now backing up to, into the high Republic, like what else are we going to see here with, <laughs> with some of these magical lightsabers? I, I don't know what else they're going to do. Like, I, I, And if it is like this huge loss of information in a way, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's got to be explained as well, but it's never explained in this, you know, with Yoda still around, it's like a thousand years apiece, but no, like it doesn't seem that way. Unless well, again, it's you con- have to imagine, a contained event. Yeah. Either it's, it's something that is, is self-contained that never makes a, a, a enormous ripple beyond what happens in this era. In which case, I guess then the scope of this thing is pretty small, right? For all well, the hype that again, they're putting like, into High it, Republic, it, it's going to be like, ah, what did this you amount You still to? have, like, Plagueis snaking away, like, you know, in the aftermath of everything. Like, he's the last hope of the dark side, kind of, like, still alive. Yeah, I guess, that, yeah, that shadow is still there. Even though the, the good guys think they won, hee-hee, <laughs> Plagueis is still sort of creeping around in the shadows. Uh, that could work. Yeah, it probably would work. A stuff another meat puppet. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm I'm still looking forward to it. like a, a saber that doesn't work for me is not going to put me off the book. <laughs> That's for sure. No, I, for I, sure. I definitely I like the saber itself. It's this just again the timing of it all that kind of confuses me. It does seem like a more regal and elegant weapon, more of like a Arthurian times kind of comparatively, you know. Yeah, I think they're drawing huge inspiration from Arthurian legend, like to the point where like I believe that enough like i bought a copy of of uh the whatever it's called king arthur book crisis <laughs> it's it's That's cool i f- i found a cool one at a knights of the round table something like I, that at a used bookstore it's a really nice copy of something like super old yeah i found one i well i, I have two I, bought, I had one on order but i found one at a used bookstore for like two dollars and it's from like 1962 or something yeah those are awesome eh Ah, sure i mean it's kind of cool i don't know that makes it any more legit like who knows if they've been abridged or edited or it's legit man just because it's old doesn't make it any better Corey. (laughs) better i'm trying to find what it is i bought camelot but, uh, yeah, no, it's called Knights of the Round Table, isn't it? One would think. 1953, Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur's Knights. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to make, I don't, 
I'm all talk when it comes to reading. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping to somehow squeeze that book in before and, di and digest it before we get into the High Republic. Because I do want to kind of be versed in it a little bit just in case those parallels are there, that inspiration is there. That I can sniff it out and say, "Oh, this is this is where where they're pulling from." It just it, it makes it makes what they're doing seem like a little more sensical, if that if that's a word. That's again. I I would just think on a galactic scale, the Arthurian thing would have happened like three thousand years, not just two three hundred. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's an issue for me, man. Like, we'll see. I don't know. I just want further. I want to go further back in time at one point. I'm, I'm anxious for that, I guess. I know, but you, you can't keep complaining about the thing that you want when it's 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 not there. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's no, it's, it's not. Like, it's not only that. It's that we are getting this story, and it just seems that the galaxy is a much different place. And again, a blink of an eye on galactic terms. King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. That's the one. That's the ticket. My copy. That's exactly better. what I said. <laughs> Something like that. I just I couldn't picture it. I'm like, what? Is that right? It's it sounds right, but I don't I guess I should go look at the cover. That's what I should do. I should I should read the books that I buy. Yeah, send me a pic. I want to see it. <laughs> okay, Corey. That's on, why I, that's why I want to go with the audible. <laughs> Oh all right cool all right let's uh let's wrap it up here for this week anything anything, anything else people want to you guys want to throw out there before we wrap it up happy thanksgiving uh, man thanks to you yeah. too well we didn't make thanksgiving happen no but you know <laughs> just thanks man thanks to everybody out there love you guys Ooh. yeah Corey's getting saucy Ooh. here in the late hours. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> See that thing I tweeted out? Yeah. Rick, Rick was asking, he, Rick was asking, uh, oh, what's his name? At Missing Words, Kyle. Matt Martin. Yeah. Rick was asking him, he seriously wanted to know what kind of uh, metal 3PO is made of. And I was like, you got to ask Carlos, man. He knows <laughs> that droid inside and out. Yeah, I don't know what uh, I have no idea because this is on this is a fictional character, so I don't have any insights as to stop lying. Enough, <laughs> enough with the lies. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. I want every I want everybody to take care of themselves and uh, be safe out there. Uh, so that we can catch you again next week and uh, have fun times talking about Star Wars. Wash your hands, wear your mask, all that stuff. Listen to the smart people. Don't listen to the dumb people. <laughs> but that will do it for this week. Uh, if you guys want to be part of the podcast out there, send your questions to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. Uh, we will answer those on an upcoming episode. And if you want to help us out in any of these other ways, that would be great too. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast, share it with your friends, leave us a review somewhere, um, and then check us out on Patreon over at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. You'll get a bunch of extra audio every month for just $1 or $3 a month. That's it. That's it. It's, it's, it's easier than ever to get all of our, our, our content. I think some powerful friends like it. You can ask them. 
Look at testimonials. Testify. Anyway, uh, check that out. We'd, we'd be really appreciative. And a shout out to Rob Wade over at Emotionally14.com for endorsing this episode and all, and all episodes of Tumbling Saber as part of the E14 Endorse Program, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. And so, guys, with all that out of the way, where can we be found on social media, Carlos? You can find me at the Funny Carlos or at C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, or you could uh, check out my podcast, Thinking Out Loud, on Podbean, iTunes, and all the other places where people listen to podcasts, except for Stitcher. I'm looking at you, Stitcher. Do people still use Stitcher? Ah, I don't know, man. I thought What's it was funny. Stitcher. <laughs> Corey. Well, guys. Hit me up at Chop Rules with a Z on the Twitter machine. And yeah, that's pretty much it. If not, just join us in our closed, comfy, cozy Facebook group. Absolutely. Come join us in there where it's it's fun. We talk in Star Wars all the time. I gotta, I, you know what? I got to say thanks to Rick, who recapped all 40 stories <laughs> from, uh, from a certain point of view, the Empire Strikes Back version. He caught every synopsis this past week and hit them all in the Yeah, that's a book group. I got to get, man. Thank you very much for that, Rick. There's some of them that look so good and odd, and I love it. Oh, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a great book. I can't wait to get that. That's that's next month, and uh, I, I'd like to say we're gonna review some of those, but uh, you know me, I don't know how to read. <laughs> in a, There's in enough a, pictures in those books in a timely fashion. Yeah, Corey, we know, we know. Coloring books for Christmas, everybody. That is on Corey's wish list. It helps. <laughs> uh, you can find me on twitter at tumbling saber you can also as Corey said find me in the, t- the tumbling saber facebook group and that will about cover it so we hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast we're back again next week talking about whatever else comes along the star wars avenue uh, but we hope you enjoyed this week's and we'll talk to you again then uh until then everybody have yourselves a great week and may the force be with you Static draws me closer to your place Willing me through my dreams Fall away Signs Blindly To the lines on your face Beating Strong Drifting, not relive this dream over and over and over again. Please don't leave my heart broken, bleeding. Don't believe it. breathing if only to see you next to me sleeping soundly smiling not really this dream over 
and over the strength I have you gave you bail and you Why you running? Why you running? 